Hey everybody, this is Jake Walker and you're listening to Living for the Day, a podcast that exists to encourage and equip people to live in light of the day of Jesus' return. I'm really excited for this episode. We're talking about knowing God. Woo! Wow! Amazing! Can you believe it? That we can actually know the creator of the universe. Unbelievable. So exciting. We're going to talk about it. What does it mean that we can know God? Why is that important? And what does that have to do with when Jesus returns? Come on, so excited to talk about it. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's jump right into this episode on knowing God. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for being with me again. And, you know, I keep getting blessed working on these episodes, and I hope that you're being encouraged and equipped as well. We're talking about knowing God today. Wow, what an important topic. What a remarkable topic. And it's so, I'm so thankful that the creator of the universe decided that he wanted to be known. By his creation. I'm so thankful for that. You know, I just memorized a, a verse, Psalm 28, 1. It just says, To you, Lord, I call. You are my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me. For if you remain silent, I'll be like those who go down to the pit or like those who are dead. And I feel that in my life when I'm not, you know, interacting with God. If I'm, if I'm not hearing from him, if I'm not, you know, just in a sense of, being intimate with him and and loving him, I feel that that spiritual deadness. And uh, I love that God wants us to know him. You know, I, uh, growing up, I was a part of a youth group and they had amazing uh, volunteer leaders uh, that were, uh, their mission was just to lead us to complete commitment to Jesus and to be an encouragement, point us towards him and one of those amazing leaders uh, that I really connected with and who discipled me was uh, a man named Josh McGowan. And he has become one of my dearest friends. And Josh was one of the guys actually that got me into scripture memorization, which if you've listened to that podcast or maybe some of this podcast, you'll know that that's an, an important part of my life uh, to this day. And Josh was actually somebody who was a big part of getting me into scripture memorization. I remember on a missions trip with him, with the youth group, uh, he kind of initiated us memorizing scripture together. And it was there that I learned that I had a little bit of a knack for it. And I learned the treasure that it was. And somehow, um, just on the journey, uh, in the course of our friendship, we, we talked about Philippians chapter 3. And it's just this amazing passage. And Paul is talking about, you know, his past accomplishments under the law and before, you know, he encountered Christ. And he goes into this amazing passage. Um, let me see if I can say it from memory. It's He says, hey, I once thought all these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. 
Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage so that I could gain Christ and become found in him. I no longer count on my own righteousness through obeying the law, rather I become righteous through faith in Christ, for God's way of making us right with himself depends on faith. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing his death, so that one way or another I'll experience the resurrection from the dead. Whoo, what a passage. And um, somehow that passage has kind of become at the center of my friendship with Josh McGowan. And because Paul talks about um, that everything else uh, is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus, uh, another translation, the NIV talks about how knowing Christ is the surpassing worth. Um, just in, in a text, uh, in conversation, sometimes we'll just, we'll say, oh, that we might know him, <laughs> Christ. Oh, that we might know Christ. And that's become kind of the center of our friendship. It's just a way that we spur each other on and encourage each other. Oh, that we might know him. Um, just repeating that heart of Paul in Philippians chapter 3. And I hope that that's coming across in this podcast. Uh, as we talk about, we think about living for the day. I hope that there's a sense and that it would become a cry of your heart as well. Oh, that I might know Christ. Oh, that I might know him. And I just think it's so amazing that Paul says that the surpassing worth, the greatest thing is knowing God. It's knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And this passage, my friendship with Josh, so thankful for you, Josh McGowan, if you're listening to this, uh, passage really marked me to believe that the greatest thing in this life is to know God. It's the surpassing worth. And, uh, you know, I was, (laughs) maybe this is kind of funny, but as I was working on this podcast and thinking about it, I was thinking about what's, what's more important ultimately relationships or, you know, fulfilling the task, you know, God's given us like kind of relationships or tasks. And probably most of us, would quickly answer, of course, Jake, relationships. But as a very task-oriented person who loves relationships, uh, I really had to think about it, especially because in the garden, God creates us and then gives us a task. You know, he says, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the sky and over all the uh, livestock and wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground and fill the earth, subdue it. All the, He's given us all these things to do, which is a gift. And then in Acts twenty twenty four, it says, you know, Paul says... I consider my life worth nothing. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. So there's this sense of like, man, I want to do the thing that God's called me to do. That feels so important. But then I thought, those tasks only have true meaning because they're given by a personal God and fulfilling them righteously is ultimately a relational act since God gave them to us. Without God, without the creator, without the designer, who's to say objectively that any task is truly good or meaningful? A task is only good and meaningful objectively if there's a designer or creator who has authority and who declares it to be so. The tasks God has given us are deeply meaningful, but the source of their meaning is in their relationship to God. Let's go, getting a little (laughs) philosophical, biblical on us today. All that to say, I was, I was thinking about it, and I really do believe relationships come first. Relationship is the most important thing, and I think that part of where Paul's 
what Paul's getting at there, that the surpassing worth is knowing God. And don't we experience this? Aren't relationships ultimately the greatest gift in life to do life on mission? Of course, we can't really separate these things, you know, uh, to have this glorious mission, to have these tasks to do, but with people, with in relationship with God. To fulfill that purpose in relationship with God and others is an indescribable, generous gift from a lavish God. You know, I was just thinking the other day in a little quiet time, I was just, I was brought to tears. You know, sometimes we feel like we should be thankful, and then sometimes we genuinely feel thankful. It was one of those moments, and I just, I was brought to tears just thanking God for my family, thanking God that he put me in the place on earth that he put me at the time he did that I might know him, that I could know him, that I could love him. I just was brought to tears, just thanking God. Thank you, God, that I get to know you. Thank you for the people in my life that influenced me to know you and love you. What a gift. Knowing that relationships are the most important thing, you know, in life, how much more a true relationship with our creator, with God, the designer, I really believe the greatest privilege life affords is to know God and to help other people come to know him. Just think about it. Think about the greatest relationship, the the relationship you're most thankful for and what a gift it is. And then think about how we're invited to know the God, the infinite God of the universe. Unbelievable. I'm so excited about it. We see in Philippians 3 that to know Christ is the surpassing worth in this life but also in other passages that look toward eternity and to the day that Jesus returns. I love John 17, 3. It says, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Did you see that? Now this is eternal life, that they know you. So there's this connection here that like, what is true life? What is eternal life? What, what's at the heart? of what makes life meaningful. It's to know God. It's it's to be in relationship with him, right relationship with Jesus. Wow. Revelation 21.3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They'll be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God that day. God's going to be with us and we're going to know him. Wow. So knowing God, it's what life is about. It's what eternity is about. How does this relate to this podcast and the day, the day that Jesus returns, the day we see him face to face? Here's my main point for today. Knowing God helps us to live for the day because God's the one that reveals to us what matters on the day. And he reveals that what matters on the day is knowing God. (laughs) Let me say that again. Knowing God helps us live for the day because God's the one that reveals to us in relationship with him what matters on the day. And he reveals that what matters on the day is knowing God. Whoa. Come on. I'm encouraged to know the Lord. By the way, have you listened to the the faith episode? I've been in, I, I encouraged myself <laughs> with the faith episode. I, we kind of define faith from Hebrews eleven as a conviction, no matter how small, that God is real and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. That leads to action, and I love how we can just 
snap our finger, right? And, and just decide, oh yeah, I'm reminded, God, I believe you're real. You reward those who seek you. And and then we, we, we can choose to live by faith and that just changes everything. And what if even right now in this moment, you snapped your finger, <laughs> careful if you're driving, uh, and, and you said in your heart, God, I believe that you're real and you reward those who seek you. I want to know you. God, help me to know you. I believe that prayer makes a difference. God, I want to know you. So again, the main point, knowing God helps us live for the day because God's the one that reveals to us what matters on the day. And he reveals that what matters in the day is knowing God. A fear of the Lord inducing passage that reveals that knowing God is what is going to matter on that day is Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who's in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So there's a connection between eternity and being with God forever and knowing him. Wow. And maybe you're like me. (laughs) And as we've been talking, it's like, okay, the surpassing worth is knowing God. Okay. Knowing God is, is the most important thing. Well, And if that's going to matter on the day, how do I know him? And what does it really mean to know God? How do I know him? And what does it mean to know God? Well, here are some thoughts, my friend. (laughs) Thankfully, God is generous, right? He's lavish. He's not silent. And he's come to save sinners. And he's made himself known in Jesus Christ. Knowing Jesus Christ is knowing God. A passage I love that shows us this is John 14. Jesus is comforting his disciples in the midst of letting them know he's departing them and going to the Father. Jesus tells them they know the way to the Father. But then in verse 5, and now I'm reading, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? And in verse 6 of chapter 14, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. The Bible's claim, friend, is that God is not equally revealed in all world religions, but that God is is specifically, particularly, truly revealed in Jesus Christ. He, and he alone, is the way to know the Father. So, To know God, first, it's humbling ourselves, friends. That's key to knowing God is humility and saying we need you, God, to reveal who you are. So it's humbling ourselves, repenting of our sin, and turning to Jesus, acknowledging him as Lord and Savior. Jesus, you're my only hope of knowing God, of being saved. Reveal yourself to me. Oh, you have on the cross and in the scriptures. I humble myself, I repent of my sin, and I believe in you. So how do we know God? It's humbling ourselves, repenting of our sin, turning to Jesus, believing in him as our Lord and our Savior. That's how to know God. But then 
There's the ongoing deepening of our knowledge of God. There's knowing God throughout our lives. So what does it look like to know God? It continues in humility, my friends. But here I want to go back to Paul in Philippians 3 in that great, oh, that we might know him passage. Oh, that we might know him. Remember, he says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing his death, so that one way or another, I'll experience the resurrection from the dead. All right, here we go. Put on your listening cap. Oh, wait, you're already doing that. (laughs) You're listening to a podcast. Um, To know Christ is to have a personal relationship with the risen, living Jesus Christ. He's alive, you know. He's alive. We can talk to him. He talks to us. He got up from the grave. It's to experience his presence in the day-to-day affairs of life. But it's more than that. To know God, my friends, in the biblical sense, is also to be aware of his will and be willing to be obedient to him. For example, in Jeremiah twenty-two sixteen, God says of King Josiah, he defended the cause of the poor and needy, and so all went well. Is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord. Whoa! Sometimes obeying Christ is going to come with suffering. That's why Paul says part of knowing Christ is participation in his sufferings. These sufferings attend faithful witness in a fallen world. But in the Bible, the suffering of God's people is never final. Resurrection follows suffering. Joseph is thrown into a pit, but ends his career as vice regent of Egypt. Israel experiences exile, but exile is followed by restoration. All this foreshadows Christ. His suffering was followed by his resurrection and exaltation. We are to imitate Christ in his sufferings and ultimate resurrection by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's truly knowing Christ. All of this leads to the culmination of being found in Christ in the literal, final resurrection, receiving the words from the Father, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. That's Matthew 25, 23. This is the prize toward which God has called Paul heavenward. Uh, we see in Philippians three fourteen. this is knowing Christ. So, friend, I just said a bunch of things. If I were to summarize, and I'm still on the journey, I'm still getting to know God, but I would summarize like this, knowing Christ, it's walking with him, it's obeying him, it's enduring suffering with him, and being found faithful in him at the resurrection on the day. If I were to summarize, knowing Christ, it's walking in intimate friendship with him, it's talking with him, it's listening to him, walking with him. It's obeying him. It's enduring suffering with him and being found faithful in him at the resurrection. Oh, that we might know him. Jesus, oh, that we might know you. Help me, God. Help me humble myself that I might know you. Oh, that we might know him. Friends, can I draw us back to that big picture? We can know God. We can know our creator for now and for eternity. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. May we spur one another on toward this great all-surpassing worth, this thing of infinite value, which is knowing 
Christ for now and for eternity. My call to action today is to ask God to help you to know him more and ask and help uh, and help you help others know him more. My call to action today is to ask God to help you know him more and to ask God to help you help others know him more. Come on. I just feel like praying right now before we get to our nugget for the day. Jesus, oh, that we might know you. It's just so remarkable that we could know God. God, I want to know you. I don't want to just give lip service to knowing you. I I really want to know you. And I pray for the person listening to this podcast. And I pray that they would know you through Jesus Christ. Thank you for being so gracious for loving your creation, for revealing who you are to us in Jesus. God, help us to know you. Help us, Lord, to walk with you, talk with you, obey you, endure suffering with you, and be found faithful in you on the day when you return. We love you, Lord. I just pray over this person listening to this podcast, and I pray in Jesus' name, that they would experience you and know you in such a deep way for now and for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, we can know God. And God's the one that reveals what's going to matter on the day. So knowing him, walking with him is going to help us because he's going to teach us. He's going to help us to live into what matters for the day. And oh, what does he reveal matters for the day? Knowing him. And what is knowing him? look like, I would summarize, it's walking with him, talking with him, obeying him, enduring suffering with him, being found faithful in him at the resurrection. Come on. The nugget goes along with this theme. It's from that verse we mentioned earlier. Revelation 21.3, and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. I just wanted to draw your attention to the idea that we will be with God for eternity in heaven. God will dwell among us. I don't even know how to like fully wrap my mind around that. And I can't yet because I'm finite. But God himself will dwell among his people for eternity. And guess what? We can know him. And we're going to get to know him better and better and better for all eternity because there's more of him to know forever and ever and ever. Friends, this is the surpassing worth. It's knowing God. Let's know him. Let's, Let's run after him. Let's help each other know him. Let's help each other not waste our time on that which is worthless compared with the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. Amen? Amen. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're equipped to live for the day. And I hope you have a great day today. God bless you. See you next time.